Welcome to the Direct Farm Podcast, the weekly listen for farm selling direct. We'll talk about the four levers for farm success, which are quality, brand, price, and convenience. We'll hear from outside industry experts and producers like you to delight your customers, to save time, and to increase your direct farm sales and business. We're glad you're here. All right. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Direct Farm Podcast. It is nearly January, which means we are quickly approaching the Direct Farm Price Conference on February 2nd. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know we often refer to our four levers for farm success, and those are price, quality, convenience, and brand. This coming conference, we are going to focus on pricing insights for your farm and how you can increase your sales by selling direct to market online. And so today, I want to introduce you to Grant Sheeter. He'll be speaking at that conference and will cover the best practices he learned from his own personal experience selling direct this past year. It was great to talk to Grant and learn more about his story as a farmer and how Sheeter Cloverleaf Dairy has experienced exponential growth as a result of providing subscriptions and incorporating delivery options to expand their reach. I'm delighted to introduce you to Grant Sheeter, one of our newest members of the Farm Advisory Network. Welcome, Grant. Great to have you here. Why don't you introduce yourself and how you got into farming and selling direct online? Yeah, I'm Grant Sheeter from Guthrie Center, Iowa. My family and I run and operate Sheeter Cloverleaf Dairy. My dad was a full-time UPS driver for about 12 years, and my mom was a local K-12 through music teacher in town. And uh, they were both at a point and young enough where they wanted to do something a little bit more. My dad was always, he always had cattle or hogs and sheep on the side. And uh, he just wanted something that he could build and possibly hand down to me and and my two sisters if we so chose. So with that dream, they both quit their full-time jobs, bought just shy of 500 acres, bought some dairy cows and started milking cows. We've been milking cows since 1996. And we began doing our on-farm processing where we bottle milk in glass bottles, make ice cream, and throughout the years, we've done butter and cheese curds as well. And uh, throughout the years, obviously, I'm the oldest of three, and I'm the only one still around full-time. We've done the on-farm processing in the glass bottles. It's been a huge boost and a niche market for us in our area that's really uh, separated us from a lot of the other different dairies that are on the shelves in the grocery stores as far as quality, appearance, and just the, the local factor. We milk about 100 cows year-round with two different calving groups. We sell to grocery stores, cafes, restaurants, and just recently with the pandemic, we've begun doing home delivery service and teaming up with other local producers. It's great to see that for the past 24 years, this has been a passion project for your family. I'd love to hear more about your decision to incorporate delivery options for your customers. Yeah, the home delivery thing is something we've kicked around for a while in recent years, just due to our size in our market. There's a couple other larger dairies that service a multitude of states across the Midwest, and we're in no um, shape or have a desire to get it that big. With this pandemic that has taken place this year, it gave us an opportunity to give it a shot. And one of the fine folks at Barnes Door happened to reach out to us via Facebook and just it really, it, it was hit home run. One thing led to another. And about a month later, we were live and online and promoting through our social media. And now we're up to about 1,100 orders a month right now we're doing home deliveries for. What were the drivers uh, to explore Bonnet to Door? 
it was kind of a perfect storm. One of the individuals from Barn to Door had reached out to us recently before we kicked it around and I touched base with him and he got back to me right away. And everything that he was telling me, it almost sounded too good to be true, to be honest. We're not real um, computer savvy people. So there's just some of those little questions that um, we, we wanted answered. And yeah, everyone that we've worked with at Barn to Door from the beginning has been very helpful along the way from just the getting up and going to the website, to ordering the inventory, anything that we've ever had questions on. Everyone's been really good about getting back to us or assisting us to make sure we look good <laughs> to our customers. We opted to have Bondador assist us with our website and revamp it, just get it a nice, clean, new look. And that really meshed well with the online store. And it was such a seamless thing for, I guess, for us. Again, we're not computer savvy. They asked us the questions that what we wanted, how we wanted to look and gave us some different options and how we could present our website and our online store and just made it very easy to pick and choose how we wanted things to look and be listed and, and then be able to train us in a fashion where we could change it if need be to. On this podcast, we love to talk about levers of success for farmers to build momentum for your business and to keep growing. Can you tell us about the Shooter Cloverleaf brand in your community and your focus on quality? We're top quality and we, we're, it's priced that way. We don't do anything with our milk and we don't only feed the best to our cows and they're well taken care of than probably myself at times. <laughs> and without them, there is no us. And uh, same thing with the customers. I mean, if they don't like what we uh, present to them on the shelf or at their door. We don't have that customer to continue to survive out here in, in West Central Iowa. Quality is utmost importance to us and obviously the quality of life for our animals as well. And that's a huge part of, well, it has been from the get-go, but today as connected as everybody is with social media and everything, we really try to convey that to our customers because unfortunately not all farms are that way. But Having that, that top-notch quality, not only from our products, but the other products that we work with from other producers for home delivery is essential for our livelihood to keep moving forward and in the direction we're going. Because since May, I think, when we started using Barn to Door, end of May, we, we've gone nowhere but up in sales. So it's pretty exciting for us and um, looking forward to the future. Our product really speaks for itself. We've been in delivering to the grocery stores now, like I said, since 2000, well, the end of 2005. And we've got that mainstay of the quality and, the, and it's in glass bottles and anything, I guess you look at a shelf, I mean, something that just looks presentable and good, anything in a glass bottle is gonna taste really good too. Having that, I guess not, it's not an image, not only an image, but it is something that it's truthfully something of the highest quality you're going to be able to buy in a grocery store or get delivered to your home because of the way we take care of our cows and the way we feed them and handle them from the time they're born up until that milk's at your doorstep. Different facets that we use for our marketing aspect, it all goes hand in hand as far as yeah, you mentioned, the MailChimp is a, a huge key component for us, not only to gain new customers for our home delivery, but just to inform them for any additional changes or new products or just staying in touch with them on occasion, just have that personal touch with our several push. It's almost a thousand plus customers we have now. How would you say that quality and price go hand in hand in terms of your strategy and how you promote your business and go about um, pricing your products? 
That's a tricky question because to be completely honest with you, I really, I, I don't do a lot of grocery shopping. My wife does most of that. So when we were getting some of these other products outside of ours and getting the prices, I would see some of these and be like, oh my gosh, I just don't think anybody would pay for this regardless if it's delivered to your home or not. But I told all of our local producers that we work with, I said, price it where you're comfortable making money. I mean, we're not into this just to do it, to be doing it. We, we need, everyone needs to I mean, try to, we're making a living. We're not going through the motions only for the fun of it. We're trying to put food on the table for us as well. So we try to be as competitive as we can as far as values. And then we, we tack on a small margin for our efforts in marketing and delivering and all of our expenses, both our van and delivery driver and all, all, everything that involves the actual delivery part of it. And every time I plug in something and think, oh my gosh, we're never going to sell this. That's like the number one thing that we're, we sell the heck out of. It just blows my mind. And it, and it comes back to those people, they get it and they taste it. And it's just that they're astonished by the, the quality and the taste and the full of flavor that everything that we are able to provide, they get. We're in the Midwest where pork and beef are a huge part of a lot of people's lives. With Iowa State University being so close, we actually delivered up into the Ames, Iowa market. And so we've got a couple uh, professors that have been buying our, our products here for a couple of weeks now. And we got an email from a couple, two of them just in the last week saying that they've been, they've traveled the world doing a lot of different studies and so on and so forth. And they said that they were naming different products that we have between our beef or milk and pork products specifically, that they never had something that tasted so wholesome and delicious and fresh in their travels across the world and their one was 30 plus years and the other one is almost 50 years and he's just retiring this year so when you get things like that from people that are really that really understand and know what they're tasting it really makes us feel that we're more of an insurance thing that we're really doing what we try to do our best at is and that that's that quality across the board not only for our, our dairy but like i said all the producers that we work with I'd love to talk about convenience. I understand you made a commitment to door-to-door -door delivery for your customers, and you've touched on how that's been able to expand your business. Maybe you want to go a little bit deeper with that and how it's worked for you. Yeah, it's been kind of, it's been a crazy fun road, really. When we started this venture, we had about 800 followers on our Facebook page, and now we're and that was in May, and right now we're closing in on 6,000 followers on our Facebook page, and which I mean to some. Small farms, that's nothing, but for us, to, for that growth that fast, it, it goes to show that people are really grasping the thought of having this service to them. And uh, doing the door-to-door, -door, it's been a learning curve for everybody. And thankfully for our customers, they've been so gracious on everything. And they really get it. With everybody, a lot of people working from home uh, for the younger generation that are still working to the more of the retired age people that are buying our products that are usually home anyways, they really make a point for their delivery day. Again, it goes back to the communication, make sure that they are aware of what kind of what time they can expect the delivery. And it's always the same day each week for based on the zip codes that we service. We're all humans, we make mistakes or mess up once in a while, but um, usually it, it can be fixed pretty readily. And, and everyone's been so nice about everything. We've, we've had, wow, I, honestly, I had never had a complaint that we know of yet anyways. And our, our customer base keeps growing. So I, I'd like to think that we've done pretty well with our excellent drivers being courteous uh, to the customers with the COVID thing. Some of them prefer that we come up to the door with a mask on. Others, as long as we leave it at the door, they don't mind. It goes back again, that communication where just stay in tune with your customer as much as possible. 
and it really pays dividends because I mean, they're your best form of advertisement as well. I mean, they tell their customers. And that's been a fun thing to see too, how many people you stop at one stop and you can hit three or four houses uh, by essentially stopping at one one neighborhood. And then that's an ever-increasing case scenario as well too, as we keep moving forward here. I know you partner with local stores and other food producers. Uh, what does being local and community focused mean to you? I, in, a, in a day and age where people really want to know where their food comes from, the local part of it is such a huge uh, marketing tool that it's, it's not just a, not just an imagery thing, but it's a quality assurance thing where people will really know and they can put a name <clears throat> with the product and, and know that it's been I mean, handled by people that take pride in what they do whether it's for our milk or ice cream or the or beef producer or pork producers, whatever it is, we try to keep that, that uh, level of communication at a top notch as, as readily as we can. With any questions they may have, there's really not much that a customer can't ask me about any of our products that I don't know. Thank, thanks to the communication and relationship we have with our other local producers. It, it's been a key component with our growth. And I can't stress enough, the communication and relationships you can build not only with our producer, but our customers has been off the charts since we've been doing this home delivery process through Barn Door. Looking ahead to 2021, how do you expect to maintain and even build upon your buyer loyalty for your farm? Right now, uh, we're in the process of purchasing another van and two more drivers to really capitalize on these customers that are on, on board or searching for something like this. And I think the idea of having fresh local products conveniently dropped off to the store or their front door is a huge thing, whether it's, I mean, COVID or not. And, and with this COVID thing going on, I think it's driven some people to maybe work from home a little bit more too. So some of them may be home more, if not both people in the family, or it could be just one or you make a point where they're, they're home for that delivery day for the, something like this. So I, I would say a high percentage of our customer base that regularly order either bi-weekly or weekly, I don't foresee that going away for a very large percentage of our customer current base right now. I love to hear that because I think this year so many farms have definitely pivoted and you guys included and being able to see that it's paid off dividends to implement the door-to-door delivery and the direct-to-consumer online shopping experience for them to make things convenient and more approachable for people, especially if they're unable to leave their homes. What about subscriptions? How have you tried to secure ongoing commitments from your customers week over week? People really I like the idea of if they don't have to remember to place an order every week for the customers. It's an easy thing where they know if they want a certain amount of milk or eggs or whatever, whether it's weekly or biweekly, we have both options for them. They can choose to do so. And if they're going to be gone uh, for vacation or for whatever reason, they contact us and we're able to skip a week. So they're not getting charged or have a bottle of milk sitting out their front door for a week when they're not home. But yeah, no, it's been a good thing. We look forward to, like I said, expanding on that after the first of the year and some of our other products. What would you say is the biggest lesson that you learned this past year in 2020? Besides the communication, um, the organization is a <laughs> pretty, it's, it's been the probably the thing we've been working on the most on our farm with these different producers that we've been working with just to keep that fresh products coming in and the logistics to keep the freshest quality goods to the front doorstep. Early on, when we weren't doing a whole lot of home deliveries, it was very simple. And 
as we, like I said, we we're exceeding 1,100 stops a month now. It becomes just just gradual growing pains, which we're very happy to do. So it's just yeah, the organization thing has made us rethink how we do some things just to make life easier for us. Because as much as we love doing the home delivery and still doing the grocery store, we still like living a life a little bit too with our family. That's one thing we've been working on recently, and we've hired a couple more people to step up and help not only do book work, but get the vans prepared for the orders to make sure sure that, that, that whatever's on the van is what is needed for home delivery. So we're not shorting um, customers or having a bunch of extra uh, so we're dumping down the drain or something like that. So yeah, organization, communication, it's all part of it. So um, that would be probably the biggest recent thing that we've, the hurdle we we're trying to jump over and get through. Looking ahead to 2021, what's next for Sheeter Cloverleaf Dairy? We're actually we're trying to work with a couple other producers and actually bring a meat locker to town to work so we have a better availability of beef and pork products. And working with a couple other individuals in a pretty close proximity, getting some produce going with just we'll have some in-season stuff along with building some greenhouse, high tunnel greenhouses for kind of uh, for year, year-round produce availability for some stuff yeah we're not slowing down yet <laughs> it's been like i said it's been a fun road uh, to travel down getting to know our customer base a, a lot more indirectly and directly the way we're doing our farm de- our home delivery i i went out early on and did some of the home deliveries with our drivers just to get a feel and, and get a sense for how and what everything takes place so i kind of have an understanding if any issues that could take place and, and the fun thing about this whole thing that I didn't really mention earlier, like the st- sales we have in our grocery stores, they, they've only gone up since this deal. And uh, it, it hasn't been a, we, that was a concern of ours where we started doing home delivery to a degree where our sales in the grocery stores would diminish. And I think with the publicity we've done through our social media and our, our, our radio outlets that we've used, it's just, expose that many more people to our products and it's yeah it's just it's been crazy to see our sales exceed both in home delivery and our grocery store both in these well essentially it's trying times for a lot of farmers and just individuals in general what's your final piece of advice for farmers selling direct to market communication i can't stress enough i mean for us that's been a huge thing where i've always done a lot for my phone as far as keeping in contact but just having those important emails where people just email from a simple question to more, just trying to learn more about home delivery or your products or just other the other local producers in our case, having that availability to respond within a very timely manner has been a huge asset for us. That's one thing that we've got a lot of really nice emails and, and even <laughs> we get cards in the mail thanking us and uh, already left at the doorstop where our drivers bring home. I just really appreciate our, our steadfast communication skills where you get, they ask a question and before they close out of their computer, they got a response back with the, with the answer. And uh, yeah, the communication thing with, with your customers and obviously your, your, anybody you're working with along the way, right down to even the folks at Barn to Door, it all goes hand in hand. So again, that was Grant Sheeter from Sheeter Cloverleaf Dairy. If you want to hear more from Grant, how he transitioned to selling direct online adding door-to-door delivery and subscription options to expand his business, and how you can do the same, please join us at the Direct Farm Price Conference coming up on February 2nd. It is completely free and virtual.
and you can register at directfarmconference.com. Join us next week to hear Ashley Clark's story from Sacred Roots Maple and how her family farm has built a brand rooted in keeping maple traditions alive in their local community. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week.